We welcome in from the Dallas Cowboy Radio Network, Kyle Yeomans. Kyle, good afternoon. How are you? Doing good. Taking a little bit of time away from draft coverage as that finally <laughs> wrapped up and you could get a chance to breathe a little bit. And, and then, of course, the schedule comes out and then it's right back into the thick of things here over the next couple of weeks with some rookie mini camp and OTAs and such. So trying to breathe a little bit while I can, Tom. I hear you. Hey, so, Kyle, I know this may come as a, as a shock to you, but – the Cowboys are in prime time about five times, and I really think it's six when you consider Thanksgiving afternoon at 325. Mm-hmm. To me, that may be the prime time game of the year. Yeah, isn't it shocking that you have the, the Cowboys right in the thick of things whenever it comes to TV and, and it comes to, uh, of course, the limelight in the NFL. I, I think last year there were six primetime games, and you think about it from the Cowboys' standpoint, that's a pretty normal thing right? to see them in prime time, to see them in these big time games. And then of course, like you said, the five this year, they have the six. If you want to count Thanksgiving, I had a, a conversation with Gerald McCoy when the schedule came out in 2020. And of course he was going into what would have been his first year with the Cowboys. He said in my entire career, nine years, I had played two primetime games, two in nine seasons. And that just shows how lucky the Cowboys have it in terms of finding that primetime slot in the NFL. We, we talk about the star on the side of the helmet and, and the marketing and all that. <laughs> but, but Kyle, let's be honest. I mean, this team's got, what, three playoff wins since their last Super Bowl championship, mm-hmm. yet they are still as relevant as they were back then. They absolutely are. And even if you look at it going into this season, even after the 6-10 and 10 2020 campaign that they had, you still have at least a competitive team if from the, for the most part. You get your quarterback back. That's already a storyline in itself. If Dak Prescott and this offense can fire on all cylinders, then you feel pretty good about their chances, especially in a division as weak as the NFC East. So I think there's always that competitiveness of it. The Cowboys over the last 25 years, even though they haven't won it all and they haven't made it to an NFC championship game, they've always been competitive. You've never seen at least to uh, uh, on purpose, you've never seen a tanking team. You've never seen a first or second overall pick. You haven't necessarily seen the bottom of the barrel for the Cowboys organization. So I think that's one of the reasons why they are still relevant, even without some of the big trophy and ring success that you would normally think out of an organization that has as high uh, of of vitality as it does uh, the, the Cowboys organization. And you mentioned Dak there, Kyle. When you look at this schedule, uh, is there any concern, or when, what? By what week do you think that we'll see him? You know, full. I know he's going to come back. He's going to be ready to go. But mm-hmm. with some of that rust worn off, when do you think that'll be? Well, hopefully, he gets some snaps through the preseason to try and knock that off. Of course, last year, no preseason at all. It'll be nice to to just get back out there and to have that against. Pittsburgh going to get to Arizona early on, and then you maybe shut them down the next couple of weeks. Uh, you want those dress rehearsals for Dak Prescott, especially to get that timing back with his receivers to try and figure out exactly how he's going to play on that ankle. I think he's going to be 100% ready to go for week one. But like you said, I think it will take maybe two or three weeks to knock that rust off. And it, I mean, there's not really any time or <laughs> there's not a whole lot of leeway you're going to have whenever you have that, that front seven of Tampa Bay barreling down at you. Uh, week one of the season, I think that's going to be a really tough matchup for Dak Prescott. Just first initial thoughts, because whenever you have the Shaq Barretts of the world and the Nakamak and Sues coming and barreling down at you, especially if your offensive line isn't 100% healthy still, that's going to be a, a, a very tough game for Prescott to try and get back on his feet. 
Man, nobody markets or, or does PR like Jerry and them. Who put together <laughs> that, that Post Malone schedule release video? You know, there were there were a lot of people that were involved in that, and it, it starts with the Jones family, really, of being willing to, to have Jerry as a big part of it. But I give a lot of credit to, to Derek Eagleton and Shannon Gross and, and a big uh, – those are pretty much the, the overarching – thought process uh, behind it. And then they brought in a ton of mine. We had a meeting uh, a couple months ago that, I mean, I was a part of because I, it seemed like our entire department was a part of it. There were about 50 names on that meeting, just brainstorming how to put together this video that included Post Malone, that included Jerry Jones and kind of had those, those back and forth uh, the brainstorming ideas with a, a whole team. And then man, our video crew just knocked it out of the park. Oh, I yeah. mean, Drew, Drew Ferguson was one of those guys, Ben, uh, Connor. There were a ton of people downstairs that, that are so talented at what they do. They do a lot of the sponsorship stuff, and I, I know they had a lot of fun putting it together. But, man, they did a hell of a job, and it, you got to give a lot of credit to everybody who had their hands on this one. Talking with Kyle Yeomans of the Cowboy Radio Network. Kyle, 17 games this year. Uh, what's the player response to a 17th regular season game? You know, it's interesting because I think it is a bit of a sore subject because the players' union ultimately agreed on this whenever the last CBA was negotiated prior to the 2020 season. But that was also before the pandemic. That was before COVID hit and really kind of threw a wrench into things. And you take away one of the preseason games, which I think everybody is pretty happy about with the exception of the owners because that was really one of their ways to make some extra cash. But I think the players while they were okay with it a couple years ago, I think now there's a little bit of pushback with a 17th game. But at this point, it's too late. You've already kind of signed that deal. It's worked out the way that it has. And now that the, the, the cat's out of the bag and now you've opened Pandora's box, you're not going to be able to put that 17th game away. It'll be here to stay in the NFL, and I think everybody kind of realizes that. So there's not a whole lot of... Uh, of discontent with it, but sure, there's there's definitely a little complaining going on. Will we, and I'm just look, asking you to look into your crystal ball, will we get to <laughs> a point to where it, we're like college football, that when you step on the field, it, it's a it's a regular season game. Can we can we eliminate the three preseason games and have a 20-game schedule at some point in the future? I mean, is that where we're going oh. with this? I, I don't think so, Tom. And the, the reason why is, like I said previously, those owners love the preseason games because it's almost straight profit based off of the, the way that they can sell tickets and people are going to actually still show up. There's a lot of money that goes into those preseason games that people don't necessarily think about. And am uh, I correct in saying that they they you, you don't write a game check to the players in preseason? Mm-hmm. It's just the 17 correct. regular season games that there's game checks? Yes, that, that that's how it goes, and that's players still make money in terms of the preseason, but it's not a game check. It's not right. the same amount of cash that they would get throughout a regular season. It's not like they're going out there pro bono just to get reps in and just to get practice. No, they're they're getting paid. It's just not the, the same amount of money that uh, and cash flow that would be heading that direction anyway. So, I don't think we're going to get to the point where there's not a preseason. I think three preseason three preseason games is pretty much the limit, maybe we get down to two in the future. And we saw this past year, just the, the repercussions of not having any preseason games because of the, the, the pandemic and that being canceled all the way through. Owners struggled with it. Players struggled to stay healthy. I mean, there was some give and take there with these preseason games of not wanting there. And also, if you think about it, if you're asking 
Demarcus Lawrence and you're asking Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott, these players, if they want a preseason game, they're probably going to say no, right? But if you go and ask the Rico Dowdles, or you go and ask the Tony Pollards, or you go and ask some of these guys that are further down the depth chart, I mean, uh, just to throw a Waco name in there, Ahmad Dixon, one of the reasons that he made the roster after playing in Midway and playing at Baylor and then getting picked up as a, a late-round draft pick as a, a Dallas Cowboy, one of the reasons he made the roster early was because of his preseason, because he came out and had a good season or a preseason and worked his way back. So there's those special cases along the way that you see the, these players lower down the roster that absolutely need that preseason in order to make themselves at least put themselves in a position to where they can have a successful career. Kyle, last thing I have for you is a two-parter. Do you like the idea of having four of your final five games being conference matchups? And where would you have liked to see that by fall? Do you think you would have liked to have it a little further in the schedule now that we're 17 games? Yeah, I, I think overall you, you want it a little bit later. The, the fact of the matter is, though, uh, whenever the NFC East gets into the later parts of the season, those divisional matchups are going to mean something anyways. And I, I tweeted this out kind of tongue-in-cheek the other day, but, of course, it's going to come down to Week 18 at Philadelphia, January 9th, on the road at Lincoln Financial Field, and you're going to see the Cowboys and the Eagles fighting for something on the line. It may not be the Cowboys and Eagles fighting for that playoff spot, but that spot's going to mean something because – it's going to be close all the way up until that final week. So I'm fine with having those, those divisional games a little bit later on and, and, and kind of seeing it down the road. But I think it, it it's just throws another wrench into the fact that, hey, the NFL is looking for an entertainment value and they've found a way to do it. Hey, Kyle, man, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much, and uh, have a great day. And, and try to get a little rest. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, absolutely. You guys have a good one. See you later. It's Kyle Yeomans of the Cowboy Radio Network.